listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday evening along with Nikki and Joel and Kyrie. We're here until midnight. Then the Sports Center all night on 98.7 ESPN. Hope you had a great day. Interesting conversation that we had here all day here on 98.7 ESPN. And it obviously surrounds the controversial George Floyd story that is out of um, Minneapolis. And it is the role of athletes, professional athletes, former professional athletes, and them weighing in on stories like this. So our Twitter poll question at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. Simple. In the wake of LeBron James and Carson Wentz's comments on the controversial George Floyd story, do you think athletes should be speaking out about real issues? Your choices? Yes, because they have great influence. No, they should stay in their lane. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> or number three, maybe if close to them. So those are your choices that you can weigh in at Hardest the ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. I want to read you Carson Wentz's tweet that came out a little earlier this evening, quoting him. Been thinking about the George Floyd situation and thinking all the words to say and coming up empty. All I know is that the institutional racism in this country breaks my heart and needs to stop. Can't even phantom what the black community has to endure on a daily basis. Once again, I'm reading from Carson Wentz's tweet. Being from North Dakota, I spend a large part of my life surrounded by people of similar color. So I'm never going to act like I know what the black community goes through or even has gone through already. I'll never know the feeling of having to worry about my kids going outside because of their skin color. However, I do know that we are all equal at the foot of the cross, and Jesus taught us to value others' lives like they were our own, regardless of skin tone. So this might seem like a ramble, and perhaps it is. I don't understand the society we live in that doesn't value all human life. It's heartbreaking and disturbing. My prayers go out to every man, woman, and child that has to endure the effects of racism in our society. Now, that was a, a fascinating and heartfelt tweet. Heartfelt from what uh, Carson Wentz is seeing, what we're looking at, what we're watching go on in uh, Minneapolis. And it's, it's a scary situation. And the debate is always the role of the professional athlete, right? Because what's so fascinating is we don't seem to be as disturbed when we have a musical group or entertainers or actors, movie stars, when they reach out and make comments, we don't seem to be as disturbed. We look forward to that. And so when we have athletes sharing their thoughts, which is something that you need to get used to, folks, because now with obviously how social media is, how athletes use social media to get their thoughts out unfiltered by the media, unfiltered by having to have an interview or possibly being fear of being misquoted or all situations like that. It's fascinating to see and let you know that this is going to be something that will continue. And I enjoy the fact that they feel empowered, that their opinion matters. It means something. 
it's great to hear what they have to say through their experiences. And what is also interesting and fascinating to me is the fact that, you know what? They do have great influence. Sometimes it is how they pull together that can make change, how they see certain situations, what their experiences have been. And as far as this specific George Floyd story is, I'm loving to hear what Carson Wentz had to say. I'd love to hear what other athletes, regardless of race, regardless of, of, of background, regardless of experience, have to say, because what we saw on video is just disturbing from a human life standpoint. Okay, so it's not just, well, you know, it's great to see what the African-American athletes have to say. No, this is not about just one side. This is this is sounds like a conversation that goes back to the conversations we had when we were talking about, you know, the National Football League and kneeling. And it's similar to that in that you'd like to see other athletes, other members of the National Football League, other members who weren't just African-Americans talk about what's wrong. And so that's what the best part of this is. And. The interesting thing for me is, as you look and see how the media landscape is going to change because of this coronavirus, right? I mean, I'm in, I'm envisioning now post-game comments whenever sports returns, in whatever form it returns. This this whole going into the locker room, that, that's done for a while. This whole we're going in the clubhouse, we're going to get this person and this person and this person. That's done. It's going to be almost like what you see in college post games, where you have your coach, your manager, you have a couple of players. You might have uh, you know, the winning pitcher, the guy who got the key hit, and that's it. You for your for baseball when you have your preview, you will have tomorrow's starting pitcher. The manager will probably talk before and after as he does, and that's it. So this idea of having free access to players, this idea of having free access and going around and around to hear what players have to say or in a one on one situation is not going to be what you're going to have over the uh, for the foreseeable future. So what players and this when you think about it, this was kind of pointed this way, putting social media aside for a second with Derek Jeter and the Players' Tribune. And once again, athletes being able to say what they feel, uncensored in the sense of it's not filtered through a third person. It's them going on, writing what they feel, what they have to say. Anquan Bolden was on with Barton Hahn earlier today. And he had an interesting statement and his statement talked about the role of the professional athlete and the voice that they have. Let's listen to what he had to say. Being proactive as opposed to reacting to everything that goes on in our society. Right. So and what I mean by that is, you know, when something like this happens, as everybody should be, they're outraged. And like you said, you, you can almost go through the scenario, but just replace the name and the, and the, the places that they happen, right? So you, and the only thing that really changes is the name and the place that these events have taken place. So we see after the videos come out, there's outrage, there's protests, so on and so forth. 
and then it seems like the guys get arrested to try to appease the crowd and then things go silent for a minute and then you eventually hear that they didn't get prosecuted right and then people are pissed a little bit more and then everybody goes back to normal life well for us that's not good enough and like I said, it's, it's time for us to be proactive um, as opposed to reacting to every situation that happens. So that was Anquan Bolden on with Barton Hahn. And it's a, it, it's interesting that, once again, this is a former athlete speaking out. And I think sometimes when we look at athletes, because we are so caught up as fans and what they do and the, and the sport they play and when we have them on fantasy teams and you know, the things they do and, and all that, we forget that they are human beings too, that they have families, that they have uh, relatives and that they have emotions. They are bigger than just the sport they play. And so when you see them in these type of situations, making comments, the heartfelt comment that I read you from Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. These are the type of things that would hopefully stimulate conversation and lead us to a point where we won't have to talk about these issues again because they won't happen. That's hopefully where, you know, we're going with this. What do you think? 1-800-919-3776. Also on Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. In the wake of LeBron James and Carson Wentz's comments on the controversial George Floyd story, do you think athletes should be speaking out about real issues? We'll get your thoughts next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. TSPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Your thoughts in the wake of LeBron James and Carson Wentz's comments on the controversial George Floyd story. Do you think athletes should be speaking out about real issues? Yes, they have great influence. No, they should stay in their lane. Or maybe if it's close to them, those are your choices. And if you have a thought that's not one of these three choices, you can call us at 1-800-919-3776. Sal's in Brooklyn. Sal, you're batting leadoff on the ESPN New York tonight. Larry, good evening, man. Hoping all is well. And I think you know a little bit about my take on this. Started with, and I can't forget that dude's name last night, Andrew, hiding behind his wall. Uh, unfortunately, this is a crime against humanity. This shouldn't have anything to do with race. Crime is crime. You said it yesterday. Once they start labeling it, it's like one is less important than the other. This was an absolute crime against humanity, a murder scene in front of everybody's eyes. Now, this has been going on for a long time. It's just that this is when you say, thank God for social media, because everything is always, well, there was a failure to comply. Oh, I thought he had a gun. Oh, I, this was blatant murder, and it's been going on forever, people. You know, when you admit it and you speak the truth, that's when that's when you heal yourself. If you're always going to make an excuse, we're never going to heal from this. It's always going to be something else rolling around. My thing is this. Why don't we take the microphone and you go to all those athletes that were knocking Kaepernick for taking a knee, go to Bosa, who was sitting with the president. we got to stand for the flag. He wasn't disrespecting the flag. He took the knee for a cause, and it's happened time and time and time again. And here's a blatant murder. This was murder. Even if you're hanging with your boys and you see one of your boys beating somebody up, you're going to pull them off eventually, say enough. But for those other cops to sit there 
and allow this guy to sit on that dude's neck for eight minutes. They should all get hung for that. Uh, this really bothered me. I'm sure it bothered a lot of people, but that was blatant murder in front of everybody's eyes for anybody to have any kind of excuse not to call that a crime and a murder. Shame on America. We are better than this. God willing, they say bad things happen for reasons. Hopefully, and we pray every day to God that's in heaven that we can do something about this and it just turns us better as human beings. That's it, man, because this was just real bad. I, I, it bothered me, Larry. I'm sure it bothered a lot of people. It did. It, peace it's hard to, to watch, Sal. All the time, man. You, you, you're all you. right, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate this, Sal. It's hard to uh, watch. It is. You look at it, eight minutes. Mark is in Newark. Hey, Mark, you're next on 98.7. And I thought I was Robbie Cano. Yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> okay, man, I'll get it right, Larry. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm doing good, thank you, sir. Good, Larry. Uh, I, I I hear the things that Sal said, and 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 I do. I also heard what Anquan Bolden said, and it's something that he said that's just this hurts. He when he said that. Uh, this happens over and over and over again, and you could just take the name out and put in another name, and then and then it's uh, brought to social consciousness, and we're going to investigate. Nothing ever happens to these these murderers, and then it's business as usual until uh, not too long after another name is in the same situation, and 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 that that that's the truth. Uh, as far as athletes speaking and staying in their lane and shut up and dribble. Uh, <laughs> well, athletes aren't paid to talk. They're paid to be athletes. People that are paid to talk, maybe they should shut up and talk about something that makes sense before they speak. As far as what happened and how it's affecting me, I think this. You know, we we always hear over and over and over, you know, people use words like, I don't want to talk about political issues, right? You know, it's like dress it up, compartmentalize it so that we can all say, oh, it's this. Like when Colin Kaepernick kneeled, oh, he, he's being disrespectful against the military. It's compartmentalizing stuff to avoid what he's, what is really going on. And the way that Anquan put that has led me to feel, and I did before, but to be able to express it this way, they usually use words like send a message, see, and, and, and that's more the compartmentalizing stuff. Here's the deal. Those cops, they all participated. What do they, that, that law and order word, like if you do something and then they're, they're the co-conspirators because they didn't, you know, that Accessories. Thing. Accessories after the fact, right? Ain't that how they say it? Like that, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, the message that should be sent shouldn't even be put like that. It should be put like this. They should be tried by a jury of their peers and then they should be, they should be uh, uh, incarcerated, they should be convicted. They should be tried and convicted because they obviously committed this crime. And that man is dead today. And it, and like Anquan said, it's another guy, it's another name, 
It's business as usual. We'll investigate. Nothing happens. This was a murder. And the message, Larry, that I'm talking about is when these four cops get convicted of murder and an accessory to murder after the fact, maybe, maybe other maverick cops that want to take the law into their own hand for their own agenda and think it's just, okay, it's another name. I'm not going to use the word I'm thinking. It's another name that's dead and business as usual. I'll get fired. I'll get suspended with pay. Maybe those cops will think before they use these tactics and and say, wait a minute, there's a chance that I'm going to go to jail for life. I ain't going to just get away with it. And maybe that'll, That'll that'll stop or at least that'll halt or make them think before they think like they do that I could do anything with this badge and these weapons that I have against anybody I want. And usually I can use my racism as a as a defense. I could say I was fearing for my life because of the big black dude. Stop. And maybe some convictions for murder will put a. Uh, a decrease to those things, Larry. That's what that's that's what I got. I hear you, Mark. Thanks for the phone call, and especially in this case because this this man was handcuffed. So, what fear did you have? Once again, our question at hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY ninety eight underscore seven FM. Also at one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. In the wake of LeBron James and Carson Wentz's comments on the controversial George Floyd story, do you think athletes should be speaking out about real issues? Ron's in South Amboy. Hey, Ron, you're next on 98.7. Larry, how you doing, man? It's a pleasure to talk to you again. Uh, I spoke to you a couple of days ago, man. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but about that John Stockton, maybe. The oh, best yeah, I do, Ron. Thanks for calling um, back. Good to talk to you again. You too, man. I pre- hey, and I, I just want to tell you, man, it's very good of you to give the people the opportunity to speak on the air like you do, man. I, I you know, I respect you a lot for that, man. Thank you. Um, all I wanted to say is, even as far as the issues that you were speaking about, and uh, also even with the players' union, man, it boils down to, you know, the majority rules, man. If we all stick together, no matter what it comes down to, if everybody sticks together, uh, you know. It, it, it's a small minority, the 1% who are the billionaires or who are in charge or whatever, they can't beat the masses. But the problem is nobody sticks together. And, and it's great to say LeBron James, Carson Wentz, but they're not really about the call. I mean, come on, man. Like, you could really legitimately – if you're really that serious, bro, like, you could really help if you really wanted to. But, you know, uh, I mean, I just hope that the players' union fights to the end and they never concede, you know, at the end of the day – if the owners don't make a billion dollars this year, do I feel bad? Okay, whatever. But if the players rally together and say, you know what, let's go start our own traveling league. We'll rent the stadium in state to state. We'll bring the best players. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't need them guys. Uh-huh. You know, that that's my opinion. I'm a union man my whole life. And the problem, even with this country nowadays, nobody sticks together. Everybody, you know, baseball, I hope they, they, they don't cave, but, even with this country, they're trying to divide and conquer. But at the end of the day, everybody needs to just stick together and, and, and sacrifice personal gain for the great, the greater good. But nobody will do it. You know what I'm saying? Like Scotty Pippen, bro, he could have been, you know, the best number two of all time. But he realized his role was as a number two, 
sacrifice, six-time champion, best 50 of all time, Hall of Famer. You know, you have other players probably as talented or more talented that never won a championship at all because they were unwilling to sacrifice being that number two, being that guy, you know, on, on a team where Jordan, you know, and, and just be like, you know what, I'm not going to be the number one, but I'm going to be the best number two that ever did it. You know what, Ron, that's an interesting point. Thanks for the phone call. And, and I think it speaks to uh, when we talk about not just this issue, but we talk about, as you kind of mentioned, Ron, with the baseball, and, and you talk about how the unions, it's hard for any union to agree on anything, right? It's hard for all the members to agree. It's hard for one thought process, one group, one one idea to be moved forward. And there is strength in numbers. And so if there was a way that we could just make sure, be, be it when you go out to vote now, okay, maybe that's the next step. Okay, look, who who's who's for this? Let's really look and see who the people are that you're voting for. Maybe that's the issue being strength in numbers. And so, you know, maybe when we talk about how athletes can be even more of a, a, a force, maybe it's them. And we saw that in the NFL, the issues they had in trying to be and get together. It, it's, it's the communication, ladies and gentlemen. It, it's about conversation, communication, what we all need, what we're all looking for. What's the common goal? And that's the way to get things done. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. John John's in Harlem. Hey, John John, you're next on 98.7. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? I'm so sorry. That's all I'm right. I'm trying to listen to the radio. Yeah, What's no, up, Larry? don't do that. Listen doing, to me on the phone. I got it together. Okay. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm one of the first. Uh, you, your show inspired me to, to definitely single out all the hard, dedicated workers, first liners, and even individuals like yourself. And you know who's given us insight and a little diversion, a needed diversion from while talking about the topics of the day, but giving us something to think about. So mm-hmm. a little escapism, you know. So yeah, I appreciate that. Thank um, you, John. John. Uh, can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. I want to say, yes, I believe athletes should, if they have the eternal fortitude to do it consistently, speak out about all these things going on. Um, LeBron, um, he really jumps on things that's obvious, like Captain Obvious, I want to call him tonight. Mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin, he jumps out of here. We need him. If he want to try to classify himself as not Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods, and be about the social change, he has to do it on a, a consistent basis. You know what I'm saying? Not when something's so obvious. You know what I'm saying? That's obvious. Like, that'll uproar an animal. Animal look up and try to attack the person they see doing that. You know what I'm saying? But I hear what you're saying, did, John, John, but, but I will say this in his defense, and thanks for the phone call and the kind words. I will say this in his defense. There's a whole lot of other folks are not saying anything, and it's obvious. So I think he's consistent. And I do think that there's other things that he has done. And, you know, once again, people aren't always comfortable. And I get that. So when you when somebody's comfortable, you want them to speak out. It's not his job to be the, the guy that speaks all the time. OK, we have politicians who should be speaking out, who don't speak out all the time. So listen, we'll take what we get from the athletes. 
And I agree with you. If there's something passionate that they have that they want to talk about, that's the best place to do it. That's when they should do it. That's when they should just say, you know what? Here's the issue. I'm upset about this. Here's what I think we should do about it. Let's go to another John. This John's in Red Bank. John, you're next on 98.7. Yes, Ma. Larry. Uh, this, um, pardon me, Larry. Sorry about that. Listen, mm-hmm. there's one thing we have to understand. LeBron is not a talking head. What I mean by that? LeBron plays basketball. Mm-hmm. That is what he do best. Now, I, I think he can explain his feelings. He can put that out there. Everybody yep. can understand it. But a social scientist is the one you want to approach. I know this is a sports program. He's a sports figure. However, if you want some definitive responses, how to open this thing up and really get at it, uh, you need a social science uh What's the, the gentleman from San Francisco that used to appear to address issues like this? You know the professor. In, in yes, I do. Here. I do. I can't think of his uh, name. All right. you're talking now, about. Yes. That, that, that's, that's hundreds of those people around the country who can address that issue properly. Yeah, the Colin Kaepernick issue with the union and all that. Same way. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, for example, if we're going to judge LeBron because how eloquent, how deep he will take his response, then how do we judge the president? Mm-hmm. How well is his response to things? Yeah, it's you, you true. I do. Yeah, so I'm saying, sometimes uh, we can't make LeBron a scientist. Mm-hmm. There's something in that category comes up and he, he's free to comment on it. However, we have to understand, this is LeBron, a basketball player. Yes. He may or may not be able to Again, open it and unpack that. However, but you shouldn't expect him to unless you sit one-on-one or, you know, off the cuff. And he can explain what he's saying or what he's thinking. That's all I wanted to put in that lab because sometimes I think we expect too much from these athletes, unlike the, the firefighters. Mm-hmm. No, I hear what you're saying, uh, and, John, and, and thanks yeah. for the phone call. And you are correct. It's not that, and that's the same point I was making to John, John, is that he's consistent. Okay, that's what you like about him. He's consistent. It's not his job to be, he's not a spokesman. <laughs> okay, and athletes aren't spokespeople. But sometimes it is nice to hear what athletes have to say about certain issues. It's just nice to hear because of their perspective and some of the, and sometimes they'll share with you things about them that you didn't know. Fred, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Larry, thanks for taking my call. Um, it, I grew up in the I grew up in the 1960s, and um, I absolutely believe that if an athlete feels strongly about something, of course the athlete should speak out. And you know, back in the 60s, uh, probably before a lot of your listeners were even born, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who was then known as Lou Alcindor. Uh, decided, I mean, not just to speak out, he decided to boycott the 1968 Olympics, uh, which was a pretty bold move at that time. But I 100% supported him. He did not want to go and represent the United States in the competition. And he also got uh, Lucius Allen, his teammate Mm -hmm. at UCLA, to join him in that. And it was a very principled stand. And uh, I think it was roughly a year earlier he joined uh, some prominent professional athletes who were black in, I think it was Cleveland, in, in supporting Muhammad Ali 
in his decision uh, not to be drafted and to fight, uh, you know, the, the legal actions taken against him. And again, that was putting a lot on the line for, for, uh, for Kareem, who was then Lou, because he was the only college athlete at uh, joining that group. Mm-hmm. And I think he, uh, not only do I applaud that, I, 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 I think uh, he, he should be commended for that because he really put uh, a lot on the line for his principles. No question about it, Fred. Thanks for, thanks for bringing that up and thanks for calling. It's true. It's throughout history, there have been in numerous situations, athletes, either current or former athletes who have been involved in when things had to change or adjustments had to be made, be it social issues or whatever. And so the discussion tonight is just about them speaking out social media wise, because I hear some people saying that, you know, I don't want to hear what they have to say. And I'm just curious in, in the discussion because of that, what you guys felt like. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Hey, Trey, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. What's going on, Larry? Hey, Trey, what's going on? Everything is good. Everything is good. Great discussion tonight. This this is one of those had to, had to have them. Yeah, definitely. Had to have them. All right, but, but first, but first, let's go to work. All right. We're headed to New Brunswick, New Jersey, Trey. That's where we're shouting out the people at St. Peter's Hospital, all the frontliners there. All the folks who are at the hospital, all the, all the nurses and the doctors and all the folks that we've come to, you know, mention every single night, Trey, who are doing a great job and the sacrifices that they're making, not only with their, their time, but sacrifices away from, you know, their, their loved ones and things that they have to do to make adjustments to make sure that not only they're safe, but their loved ones are safe. And then, of course, trying to be able to do their job. It's, it's an un- it's, it's it's a thankless job, my friend. And to hear some of them say, you know, we didn't sign up for this, but they're still doing their job. You feel for them. You really do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and your heart goes out to them. But one thing I know about that that I've just seen from my city a million times over, which is why I'm I'm so proud to be from the greatest city on the planet. You know, I know Alan Hahn says it every day at one o'clock. Mm-hmm. But damn, I'm so happy to be from New York. Damn. Like you know, and to be some and live somewhere else, and to rep it, proud every day. So those, yeah. so do you hear those stories like that from that hospital? It makes yes. you proud. Absolutely, it makes you very proud. You know, what I'm saying my phrase, you know, my phrase, man, testicular fortitude, male and female, male and uh, female, getting yeah. it done on the front lines, helping us every day. So thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. No question. No question. Who okay. you got? I got tonight. We going to New York Press Lawrence Hospital in Bronxville. Oh yeah, Larry! Oh, don't well. even say nothing. We know, we know, Larry. We know. Yeah. <laughs> used to be, but, used um, to be a jump shot away from there. I, I know. I'm out in the park late, rattling, rattling the chain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it. I know it. But yeah, we want to shout them out tonight, man. Let them know we're thinking about them, and uh, you know, just want to again echo your sentiments from the first uh, hospital you shouted out. Just appreciate everything you do, everything y'all bring to the table, everything that that y'all endure every day, man. Just you know, getting up, you know, and 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 you know, making sure your scrubs is right and your and your uh, protective wear is, is on point to help people for 
11, 12-hour shifts with, like you said, Larry, no thanks at all. Just the no. next one up, let's go, let's go. Just, yeah. you know, you got to do your job. So we are, we really appreciate everything y'all doing. We want to tell y'all we love y'all and we appreciate the sacrifice and everything that y'all doing. It's just We love y'all and thank y'all so much. Here, here. All right. So I got we got to get the homework out the way first. Mm-hmm. And then and then we go talk we go talk so we got to we got to be quick. All right, you want to call Anthony six three one ninety? I don't think he's six three, Larry, with shoes on. But I'll just give you I'm just giving you his numbers what they got a right. six five wingspan. Um, Larry, I'm gonna give you his weaknesses first. His, his shot selection is something to be desired. But then I look at the people that he had around him at UNC and it was not good. No, you know what I mean. Uh, passing a little sus. A little sus on the passing. He kind of turns it over a little bit. Got some Daniel Jones in him, if you know what I'm saying. He he wow. he he doesn't throw his man open. You know what I'm saying, Larry? Yeah, As a guard, saying. that's important. He can pass the ball, but he doesn't pass well. Throw. You know what I mean? He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't lead his. He doesn't lead his man. He's not giving you a good um, bounce pass where you just have to take it and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want him to, as a point guard. You want him to set the table. Um, you want, he's really you, you want to be hitting up. stride, is what you're saying. And there you go. Hit me in stride. Hit me in stride. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with a, with a finisher like Mitchell. Uh, with Mitchell, you know what I'm saying. And RJ, you know, for that matter, you want to get True. your two. You want to get you want to get your you want to get your wings to the basket. Um, he's good in the pick and roll. He's got some injury issues, Larry. Okay, he's got uh, uh, he tore his meniscus last year, and he's got ankle injuries, and he gets frustrated when he gets hit. Mm. It, it, when you're a little physical with him, he gets frustrated. So that's, that's another thing that I saw. I watched some tape last night, so I'm just doing what you told me to do. Uh, 38, from, 38 from the field, uh, 34-8 from the, from the three. Again, shot selection slightly, mm, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. we can work with that. He's a he's He doesn't play as big as he is. He can finish at the rim, which is he got some leap in him, which is, right. you know, his dad, his dad had a little bit. But he, he got some leap in him, which is good. Uh, defensively, slightly lazy, but lazy feet. You can you can help with a point guard. That's that's coaching. Mm-hmm. So True. that's what I saw from him. That's what All I right. saw from him, and that shit that shit got. But a positive guard, man. He can, like I said, can finish. Um, can and uh, he does that little hardened little, you know, that little uh, step back. He got a step uh-huh. back. He got a side step. He has uh, his balance is really good, really good balance for for a guard on his jump shot. And he's fluid with it, so and he's not scared to shoot. They ain't seen a shot he don't like. He likes to squabble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good job. Good job, so, Coach. Yep. Thank you, sir. And tomorrow we'll do what? Killian Hayes? Is that what yes. you want? Good Lord, man. Get, get this out the way. Make me sick, Larry Hardesty. All right. All right. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. Real quick, because I know we're up against it. Larry, what am I supposed to tell my son? When he gets pulled over, what am I supposed to tell him? Uh, do everything he's told. Exactly. That's it. That's all you can do, do man. Everything he's told. Ball, 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 ball. Uh, put your hand, right. keep your hands where you can see him. Do everything he's told. Cut, no cut back the top. lights on in the car. Roll all the windows down. That's right. You know, even though I know I'm this had nothing to do with the traffic stop, but I thought I thought it was poignant to say. Yeah. We, right. we we we. I mean, you know, I know a lot of people were upset when Colin Kaepernick was taking the knee, Larry. But are you as upset seeing another man's knee and another man's throat watching his life be taken from him? Are you as are you as upset about that? You know, it's it's a it's a, this topic right here. It burns me up, man. And I know we don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but my brothers have already spoken for me. Buddha, he said it. You said it. You know how I feel about these type things. I don't want to use foul language on your show. 
<laughs> Kyrie knows how I feel. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a tough subject for me. It's really tough to talk about, Larry. It's tough because a man's life is gone, Larry. It is yeah. another black man's life is gone. Right. Executed on TV, on camera, Larry. That's the we haven't changed. Not, nothing's changed, Larry. Now it's being televised. Mm-hmm. That man was murdered, Larry. That man was murdered. And then people need to answer for what they did. All of them. And everybody is complicit right there. His partners, him, they're all complicit. You know what I mean? Let's not, we don't have to go around the circle with this. We don't have to beat around the mulberry bush with this. Guilty is guilty. They need to be in orange jumpsuits. Period. No question. That's it. They need to be in orange jumpsuits, Larry, for the rest of their lives. I don't care about their families. They didn't care about his. Rest in peace, Mr. Floyd. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.